What's up, Boston? It's Friday, May 12th, and that means it's time again for another installment of the Friday Five, where we update you on the latest news from Boston and around the United States. I'm Chris Atienza. And I'm Landry Harlan. With the Boston University News Service, or BUNS for short. This will be our last podcast no. of the semester. Don't cry, Landry. It'll be fine. We'll be back in the fall. Oh, thank goodness. Until then, here's the news you need to know heading into the weekend. Landry. President Donald Trump fired FBI Director James Comey on Tuesday in an unprecedented move that sent shockwaves through Washington. The White House initially claimed that the firing was recommended by Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Rosenstein cited Comey's handling of the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails during the 2016 presidential campaign as the reason for the recommendation. Contrary to White House statements, the New York Times reports that the White House asked Sessions on Monday to come up with reasons to oust Comey. Trump told NBC's Lester Holt on Thursday that he was going to fire Comey, quote, regardless of the recommendation. He also said in the interview that Comey was a showboat and a grandstander. Vice President Mike Pence and Trump spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave a different account. Sticking with the original claims that the firing decision originated in the Department of Justice. Trump tweeted Friday morning that he is considering canceling all future press briefings for accuracy's sake. He wrote, quote, As a very active president with lots of things happening, it is not possible for my surrogates to stand at a podium with perfect accuracy. In a later tweet, Trump seemed to suggest that there are tapes of his conversations with Comey that could be used to counter any statements Comey makes to the press. The New York Times reports that in a private dinner in January, Trump asked for Comey to pledge loyalty to him, but Comey only promised honesty. The White House refuted this account of the dinner, though the story cites two people who were with Comey when he described the dinner. Deputy Director Andrew McCabe is now the acting director of the FBI. While testifying to the Senate Intelligence Committee on Thursday, McCabe contradicted accounts by the White House that Comey had lost support within the FBI. He added that the firing will not affect the FBI's investigation into Russia's meddling in the 2016 election. What you got, Chris? So, President Donald Trump's lawyers are saying that the president's tax returns show that he had no Russian income or debt, with a few exceptions. According to the New York Times, the letter was released by the White House Friday from Trump's lawyers. The letter states that while this proves no income or debt came from Russian sources, the only exceptions in Trump's tax returns include the $95 million paid by a Russian billionaire for a Trump-owned estate in Florida and $12.2 million in payments for holding the 2013 Miss Universe pageant in Moscow. There were additional undisclosed payments over 10 years from Russians, but Trump's lawyers say that they were immaterial and would not be identified as coming from Russian sources in the returns. This story is still developing. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is ordering for federal prosecutors to seek the most serious charges and stricter sentences. NPR reports that Sessions Friday issued a memo to his staff to charge and pursue the most serious, readily provable offense, rolling back the leniency established during the Obama administration. According to the memo, this policy affirms our responsibility to enforce the law, is moral and just, and produces consistency. This policy fully utilizes the tools Congress has given us. By definition, the most serious offenses are those that carry the most substantial guideline sentence, including mandatory minimum sentences. 
According to the New York Times, former Attorney General Eric Holder calls this new policy unwise and ill-informed. Supporters of the original policy also argue that quantities of drugs are a weak indicator of how dangerous a person may be. While Sessions asserts that this policy change does not aim at low-level drug users, this move effectively makes it so that prosecutors who wish to pursue lesser charges for low-level crimes need to obtain approval by a U.S. attorney, assistant attorney general, or another supervisor. And I think that should do it for national stuff. All right. Well, let's throw it over to Robin Aaron. In local news, no Massachusetts senators are asking for extensions on tax credits for offshore wind, with exceptions. Excuse me? Sorry, just practicing my lawyering. The exception would be Senator Ed Markey. Markey introduced a bill on Thursday that would extend tax credits for wind energy firms an additional six years through 2025. The senator says the extension is necessary since none of the wind farms being built off the coast of New England will be done by 2019 to take advantage of the existing tax credits. Currently, investors in the U.S. get a 30% tax credit on offshore wind farms. And we have another Marky story. I thought we only doubled up on Warren and Healy stories in the local section. It's the final episode until fall. Marky must have known it was his last chance. Unfortunately for the senator, this one is about him having to backpedal a bit. Thursday on CNN, Markey said that there was a grand jury in New York investigating Trump's Russian ties. And on a scale of true to alternative facts, that is... Pretty heavily in the alt-facts category. A spokesperson for Markey apologized for the confusion, saying that the senator was given the unsubstantiated information in a briefing before his interview and has no direct knowledge of any New York grand jury investigation. Now moving from Capitol Hill to Beacon Hill, the Baker administration is being accused of the exact kind of patronage that Governor Charlie Baker said he wanted to eliminate when campaigning in 2014. A report from the Boston Globe shows that Anthony Vigilio was recently hired to a newly created position in the state's Environmental Protection Agency. And can you tell our listeners just who Virgilio is? So Vigilio is notable for two reasons. The first is that he was a court officer before leaving his post after being arrested for operating under the influence in 2015. The second is that his parents donated thousands of dollars to Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito's campaign. The combination of those two facts has led to accusations that the $72,000 paycheck Virgilio will be bringing home is based more on patronage than his qualifications. For Polito's part, she told reporters that she typically doesn't get involved in day-to-day hiring decisions. Virgilio's resume and application, however, have not been released despite being public records. And just before we get everyone too bummed out about local politicians, tell us about the commuter rail, Erin. Well, commuter rail passengers can ride the Fairmount line free for the next two weeks. The rides are being paid for by Representative Mike Capuano's campaign account. Representative Capuano hopes the exposure will encourage more commuters to use the Fairmount line. The Fairmount line is the only commuter rail line that exclusively runs through the city of Boston and goes to no suburban areas. And finally, it seems only right to finish the local segment by sending along our best wishes to one of my favorite local reporters. WBUR's Tom Ashbrook will be going in for surgery next week for a vascular health problem. He's assured fans that it should be a fairly routine procedure, and he plans to be back on air in a month or so. Here's hoping for a speedy recovery, Tom. You know we need you to get us back on point. All right, guys, and now it's time for science. 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 Science and tech. With Aaron Wade. 
I'm just saying, Rob, if you need to get a bunch of work done, I don't recommend traveling home from Europe anytime soon. I wasn't planning on traveling to Europe anytime soon, but I'm unclear on how coming back home would decrease my productivity. Well, the Department of Homeland Security is looking at banning laptops and carry-on luggage for flights from Europe to the U.S. It wouldn't be an unprecedented change. Just about two months ago, the Department of Homeland Security banned large electronic devices on flights from 10 airports in the Middle East. This would just extend that ban to flights from Europe, too. Right, but wouldn't that change impact, like, a lot more people? Yeah, probably. Right now, NPR reports that the laptop ban applies to about 50 flights a day. That number is likely to increase pretty substantially if the ban were expanded to include flights from Europe. Okay, so what's the rationale here? The Department of Homeland Security says large electronic devices, like laptops, pose a security risk. Officials say that a flyer could potentially sneak a bomb onto a plane in a laptop. But I think it's important to remember that the... But I think it's important to remember that the laptop ban hasn't been instated yet on flights from Europe, so business travelers don't freak out yet. Remind me not to fly home from Europe anytime soon. I literally did that at the beginning of this segment. Full circle. So what else you got? Well, our next story isn't really about what we've got. It's more about what Snapchat's parent company don't got, which is $2.2 billion. And you've lost me again. Snap Inc., Snapchat's parent company, lost a couple billion dollars in its first quarter as a publicly traded company. Devastating. Well, two billion of those dollars were losses associated with stock compensation as a result of Snap's initial public offering. So the company is saying that that was inevitable. And the company also warned in its IPO that other... that. And the company also warned in its IPO that performance could be, quote, bumpy. Any effect on the price of Snap's stock? The New York Times is reporting that the price of Snap's stock dropped by 25% following the company's announcement. Gray skies are gonna clear up, put on a happy face. Clear skies would be great for Tesla's solar roof tiles. Somehow, I knew the segment was going to come back to Tesla. Well, here we are. It's the last episode of the semester. I couldn't get through it without a Tesla update. So... What's billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk up to these days? Tesla is taking orders on its solar roof tiles. The company is accepting deposits for the roof systems on its website, and it's boasting a, quote, infinity warranty, which is basically just a warranty on the tiles that last the lifetime of your house. So how much does a solar roof system from Tesla actually cost? The company is taking a $1,000 down payments right now. Tesla says its solar tiles will cost about $42 per square foot, and its non-solar roof tiles will cost about $11 per square foot. So when are installations set to actually begin? Tesla says they're going to start installing the roofs this summer. So I guess I'll give you an update on that in September, when we'll be back with more sweet, sweet Friday Fivin'. Now let's kick it over to Chris and Bree one last time for sports. All right, everybody. We've got you for one more show this semester. It is time for our favorite segment, the sports segment. Let's do it. All right. So I don't know if you've heard, but if you're in Boston or the New England area and don't know this how, but Tom Brady has finally done it. He's finally landed on the cover of Madden. Isn't it called like the GOAT edition or something like that? But EA Sports announced today that the New England QB will be on the cover of Madden NFL 18. So Brady actually took to Facebook to address some concerns about the Madden curse. Oh. 
<laughs> so he put up a video saying that he's not worried about any curse. He broke a mirror and walked under a ladder to prove his lack of concerns about it. He says he's got it under control, but we'll see how 2017 turns out. Um, so you're just gonna do three yeah. curses? Yeah. Okay. Pat's Vance, I'd start throwing some salt over my shoulder. Like avoid oh. black hats, yeah. do all the curse <laughs> things. But your boy Brady is on the cover of Madden, so catch that in August, I believe. The Celtics are currently leading their conference series 3-2, and Game 6 is tonight in Washington, 8 p.m., I believe is the tip-off. Yes. I, you know, honestly, this is the series I've been waiting for. Really? Yes. I love Celtics-Wizards. But the funny thing is, you know how when we were talking last time, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how the Seas may not even make it past the Bulls? I mean, Madame Rondo went down. But this is the best series of the playoffs so far. Oh, wow. Yes, I said it. She went there. I did. I Bruce mean, come Stevens. on. You have two teams, both in each conferences, that went 8-0. Mm-hmm. They swept. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yawn. As cool as it is to sweep, that's not really good fun to watch. No. I don't know what's going on. It's like the Wizards get hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Because before game five, that game four, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. John Wall and Bradley Beal, and it was not just them on offense, it was defensively too. The Seas couldn't do a thing. Yep. That was rough to watch. <laughs> Game six is gonna be I really want this series to go seven. I truly want this series to go seven. But if they win tonight and it doesn't go to game seven, they will probably be going up against Cleveland, right? Yep, definitely. Which yikes if you are any team that has faced Cleveland this postseason. That's why I say this is the best series that we have, at least until June, when it's mm-hmm. Cavs Warriors again. Yes. Like I said, just give us a great series, guys, please. The playoffs need it. So remember that it's tonight in Washington. Tip it off at, at 8 p.m. And finally, for our sports segment, the Red Sox, of course. So last night, narrowly avoided being swept by the Milwaukee Brewers. Mookie to the rescue, because my boy hit a three-run shot in the top of the ninth to break the tie and eventually for the win. They did not have a really good trip away the last week. They broke even three victories, three losses. It was just a weird week of baseball for them. But they're coming back to Fenway, take a break from interleague play tonight for a three-game series against the Rays. So it should be fun. Tonight, we got righty Rick Porcello to appear on the rubber against Alex Cobb. According to the MLB's uh, preview for today, Porcello's looking actually pretty good for the Sox. He's got a 1.69 ERA in the last four starts. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, even though he's only got two victories under his belt, it's really early in the season. So when people are like, oh, you got to give up on them or whatever. No, it's really early it's in the season. super early in the season. And it literally has not physically warmed up for baseball season. <laughs> yeah. It is still pretty cold out. Fair point. The Red Sox are back this weekend before going again on the road. So I'm hoping for a nice little uh, relaxing weekend of baseball. But also remember, if you are in the Boston area, that means this weekend it will be very trafficy, Very trafficy. Oh, yeah. So avoid Fenway during game time. Please. Before and after also. Just don't go there. Just don't (laughs) head towards Fenway from 6 o'clock until like midnight. Unless you're there. Okay, so final thoughts. I believe Chris Sale will throw a no-hitter or a one-hitter in July or by July. Bree, your hot take? Final hot takes. Russell Westbrook for MVP. That's not a hot take. It is a proven fact after last night. But anyways, the Los Angeles Lakers will keep their lottery pick and um, have a great summer. 
There we go. Have a great summer, folks. I will head out of here so you could hear something about, I don't know, torches? Torches. Air guitars. <laughs> Bree, did you ever play Guitar Hero? I actually did. I was way better at DDR. Did oh. You, I was a really cool junior high kid. At least I thought so. <laughs> Anyways, the point I'm getting at, Bree, it sounds like you were great at Guitar Hero. No, but what I if, sucked. But... Just imagine how good we could be if someone took the guitar out of our hands and we were just air guitaring. I would be pranked. Uh, well, now that you've said that, <laughs> I'm going to sign you up for tonight at the Hard Rock Cafe, the U.S. Air Guitar Championships. Ooh. Everybody's going to be out there trying to uh, win their air guitar supremacy, see if they can be the greatest a non-instrument player in the world. Sign me up. The top two air guitarists will qualify for the semifinals in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. So I'm not sure how they judge that. It's yeah. It says in the description they're looking for face-melting guitar playing. So that would be good. I have no idea. If you see people's faces melt off, that's actually a good sign. What song would you pick if you could? Let's Go Crazy, Prince. That's nice, great option. <laughs> no, definitely Freebird, because people are going to call for it anyways. Might as well just get the people what they want. Right. Again, that is at the Hard Rock Cafe tonight, 8 p.m., $15. Next up, you know the I'm on a boat song? Well, Bree, tomorrow you could be singing that on a ferry ride to George's Island or Spectacle Island in the Boston Harbor See, because the boats so are free. Ooh. Boat rides are free. And yes, I did a story on it. Shameless plug. Free ferry day tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can go hop on a boat, sing I'm on a boat, and go to an island. And I don't know, what whatever people do on their island, just go to the beach, you hang know? Hang out, explore. Hang out, explore. Again, that's free to ride a boat. I don't know how to explain that better. It's a free boat ride. That's like so many people's dreams come true, including mine. So see, free. see you on As that boat. See you on that boat. Budget. All right. Even though I'm going to have to get back from that boat really quick because I'm really excited about this next thing. I don't have a porch, personally. I love to have one. What people love to do on their porches is play music. You know, people walking by. It's just, it's just nice. Oh, you're in a rocking chair. You're swing, just playing some music. Well, tomorrow from 12 to 6 p.m. is Somerville's Porch Fest. That sounds fun. I couldn't wait to do this one too. Oh I was yeah. Going through this. That, that sounds fun. Well, contrary to popular belief, this is not a festival just celebrating porches, but it will be <laughs> a festival of music where there will be acts playing all kinds of music, killer blues, Moroccan, Balkan, gospel, and American space rock. Also, Clawheimer banjo, the best of banjos. Um, so you'll just get to walk around Somerville and there'll be music coming from everywhere. It's going to be so cool and it's free. You so. know, end of school, end of those uh, nice big huge That's right. I, I get that you have no money yet left. I'm looking out for y'all. So let's keep it free. Let's keep it fun. All right. Moving right along. Last thing. You know, one thing that I always forget until my dad reminds me, Mother's Day. Did you know it was Sunday? You know, the funny thing is I did. And then I forgot. Mm. And then I remembered I needed to text my sister so that we could collab on the gift to send nice. my mother and then forgot again. You know, thing that almost all mothers like, flowers, right? I have a great opportunity for you to get some flowers for your mom. Even though you're going to probably send them pretty far. Yeah, I hope they don't wilt by the, the time. The 109th annual Lilac Sunday at the Arnold Arboretum, which is my favorite place in Boston. It's so beautiful there. And JP, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also, you guessed it, totally free. You can go and help out with their lilacs, get some lilacs, frolic in the lilacs, picnic in the lilacs. 
but will there be food? There will be food. There will be 20 trucks full of food. Wow. I'm just going to read these again. Savory tacos. Fall off the bone barbecue. Asian fusion vegetarian mm. options. Mm. Homemade ice cream sandwiches. Ooh. And something called much more. <laughs> so that sounds tasty. Sounds excellent. Note, dogs are welcome. Thank goodness. So yeah, get your flowers for your mom. Remember to call her on Sunday, listeners. Your mother's birthed you into this world. Indeed they did. So thanks, mom. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, it's my Jennifer. mom's name. It's a very sweet name. On that note, I hate to say it, but that was our last arts segment until oh. the fall. Bree, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss a little you bit. too, Landry. I might cry a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> Just a tad. And on that note, as a tear falls off my face, you're going to wrap this thing up. Chris! And that's going to do it for our last Friday Fire of the semester. From the Friday family to y'all. We just want to say we hope you have a great summer and we'll see you in the fall. (laughs) You're welcome, world. We are the world. We are the world. Have a fantastic summer.